I want you to pop the, if, if you wrote it down, the, the title, pop it up there. I want to see if anybody can read it. I want you to learn a big word. Trichonomy. Now, you're going to leave here tonight and go, we are deep. <laughs> you know, I don't really like to use big words, but, but this is one word. You need to know what it is. Um, um, uh, can I got to think of his name. Well, what's his name? Out of Colorado. What is his name? Andrew Womack. I had Mark Hankins on my head, and I couldn't get a Womack in there. Andrew Womack was a Baptist boy, grew up in church, loved God, and uh, got filled with the Holy Ghost. God started changing his life. And he makes a statement, and, and God has really used him mightily in that Bible school in Karis. But, the, but his, when he learned about spirit, soul, and body, he said it changed everything in his life. This is a subject that many people in the church are completely ignorant of. We're not in this church. You hear it all the time. But I want you to understand this is the subject that if you don't, if you don't understand this, it's, it's pretty simple actually, but if you don't understand it, the Bible is a complete mystery to you all your life till your day you die. There's, you'll read one scripture, it looks like it contradicts in, uh, another scripture, and it's just, the, book, the Bible appears to be confusing until you learn trichotomy. Trichotomy is the study of man, how man was made. And you will never walk by faith. You'll never walk in victory. You'll never walk in authority if you don't understand spirit, soul, and body. You just won't do it. And so this is the, this is the thing that turned Kenneth Hagin around, uh, Kenyon, uh, T.L. Osborne, any, every time any man of God or anybody ever got a hold of this subject, it revolutionized their life totally. It was kind of like the day the Wright brothers flew an airplane, that everything in the world changed after that day. Man found out he could fly. You're going to find out tonight you can fly. So trichotomy. Let's go to 2 Timothy 4.1 first. It says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ that he who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom... Preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with long suffering and teaching. For the time is going to come when people and they will not endure sound doctrine. Now, that's why I'm doing this on doctrines, because we've entered a time, I know for a fact, and the Spirit of God told me this, that there was a time this year when there was a shift spiritually in the world. The, the church, and I've said this before and it bears repeating, has, has no, no longer meets and teaches doctrine. Now, uh, for the, now and I'm not sure why that is. Uh, it, it sounds boring. It's very unsexy to hear a sermon on doctrine. Uh, especially when you could hear a sermon like how to overcome uh, an overnight stay in the lion's den or, you know, anything like that, that we're always looking for the fantastic rather than something that's really helpful. And there's a lot of sermons you can hear and they're good, but they're, they're not going to change you forever. This is one of them. This will change your whole life forever. And it'll give you victory when, when you thought there isn't any victory. So even though, even though, 
you know, um, even though it sounds boring, it's not. This is a subject that whenever you guys first come in, you get saved, the, the new believers, I ship you off to a class uh, where Teresa's teaching because there are foundational things. You've got to get them under your belt. You've got to know this. So having said that, let me finish reading this. It says, according to their desires, they're going to heap themselves itching ears and heap for themselves teachers. They, you know, or they're telling the preacher what to preach. And they'll turn their ears from truth and be turned to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of evangelists, fulfill your ministry. So Paul is telling Timothy there's coming a day when people don't want to hear doctrine, but they just, they just want to he- have their ears tickled. I think, I think we're, here, we're there today. I, I don't believe every church is that way. But the pressure is on for preachers to entertain. You know, people, people come and go. You, you want to stop people from leaving your church. You know how to do it. Grow them up. If they're not going to mature, they're going to be unstable all the time. You are doing people a disservice, not teaching them truth. As a matter of fact, if you don't teach them truth, you don't really love them. You're just, this is a game. This is something you're doing. You're just, we have a big church. We, we, we're wild and crazy and we, ha- we love Jesus. We have smoke and lights, but there's no substance. Right. Justin went to a church. I won't name the name of it down in South Florida. And he came out and he, he said, what did they say? <laughs> and uh, I've, been, I've been in church like that before where you couldn't pay me to go there. Yeah. You paid me, you know, $100 an hour to show up on Sunday morning. I wouldn't get out of bed. So, and so that's why I felt like I needed to start one. Thank you. Now go to first Thessalonians five twenty three, and, and this is a scripture that if you have your own Bible, and I always want you to have one, mark it, put yellow around it, orange around it, green dots, green stars, and don't ever forget it and memorize the scripture for the rest of your life. This is a scripture that's going to open up all kind of stuff for you. And it's going to keep the devil out of your hair. If you have any. If not, he'll keep you off your nice shiny head. Now look at this. It says, now Paul is preaching and he says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Now when he says that, he's talking about, now he's going to talk about what parts of you he wants separated, sanctified. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to what I'm about to say right now. Psychology does not know that. I know I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna pop your bubble. But four years or eight years of higher learning, you won't learn as much about man as you will tonight here. That's I know that sounds crazy. The Bible is not second to any book. If you want truth, you're going to have to go to the Bible. The Bible is the only book that defines humans. Man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. Now, now we hear terms like, um, um, that's your subconscious man. Or your, and yet, and, and, and um, even psychology has never, see, you can't take a man's spirit and find it in a microscope. That's right. There, there, there is no evidence anywhere on this planet that man is a spirit other than the Bible. 
That sounds crazy, doesn't it? You would not know it. There was, you would be completely ignorant. If God didn't tell you that, you wouldn't know it. It's bacteria. You can find it under a microscope. Adam, you can find it under a microscope. But you can't find the spirit of a man. I'm, before I get started, I'm going to tell you a story. This is kind of a crazy, wild story, but it proves something. You know, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, your brain's not working at all. It's not, I mean, there's nothing, it's not firing, lightning up, nothing. Um, when, 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 uh, when, when I first had atrial fibrillation, the doctor said, we're going to take you in and put the paddles on you and kick you out of AFib. I said, oh, all right, all right whatever, you know. So I didn't know they were going to knock me out, you know, sedate me. And when I came out of it, uh, I remembered nothing. And he says, are you Spanish? And I said, no. He said, you took off in a foreign language the whole time you were out. We, nobody in the room had any earthly idea what you were saying. And we can't understand it because we knocked you out. Well, my head is not talking. My spirit man, I'm the one that ain't killing me in the name of Jesus. And I rang on all the medicine, but I'm a dead And they're working on me while I'm praying in tongues in the operating room. Because you, you can't, the, the spirit of a man is totally separate from the soul. And, and, and you won't, you cannot know that. Now, when you start talking about criminals, Criminology does not understand man. They have no idea how to fix a broken person. They can treat your body, they can treat your mind, and that's it. That's all they know. They're, they're extremely limited, but God did something completely different. He took care of the problem. The problem was you are a spirit, have a soul, live in a body. An animal is soul and body. Animal does not have a spirit. An animal is not a spirit being. Angels are spirits. Man is spirit. God is a spirit. Anything that's a spirit can talk. Mr. Ed, now some of y'all know what I'm talking about. The rest of you have no idea what I just said. He's not a spirit. Francis the talking mule was not a spirit. And parrots are not spirits. They're not carrying on conversation. The only, the only thing that can converse with words like God is a spirit. Now, that's, 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 that's quite the thought. That's why demons talk, angels talk, man talks, God talks. Amen. So having said all of that, um, f- f- the, we are a spirit, have a soul, live in body. Now, now go to 2 Corinthians five seventeen. You, you, you know why I was going to go there. Ah, hallelujah. Come on, Jesus, help me out. 2 If any man is in Christ, he is a brand new creation, a new species. Old things are passed away. Everything has become new. 
All of these things, spiritual things, are of God who reconciled us to himself through Jesus and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses. We're ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading with you, be reconciled to God. For he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. One of the things we have to understand about the gospel, the gospel, Jesus had to legally die for everybody. That way God could accept any man that came to him because of the blood of Jesus. But a, but a non-believer is not a sinner. He is sin. He is sin. And he's dead in sin. So that's why works can't fix him. That's why the only message we need to even talk to a lost person about is Jesus. Because until a man receives Jesus and gets his born again, his spirit made alive unto God, there is nothing you can do for him. I don't care if you get him out of the gutter and dress him up and feed him. He's just a well-fed, fat, clean heathen. And I'm not making fun of him. I'm just saying that it does no good to go out and feed, have a feeding program where you're taking care of a bunch of people that are going to die and go to hell anyway. They need the gospel. They need Jesus. You think about this. They've rejected Jesus. Why would you feed him anyway? They're going, I want your food and I don't want your God. Thank you. That's why the church should be involved in that and not the government. Amen. I didn't mean to get political on you. Now look back up 2 Corinthians 5, 16. Jesus said, the flesh profits nothing. From now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Boy, I wish Christians got that. If you're black and you're a sinner, you're a heathen. If you're white and you're a sinner, you're a heathen. If you're black and you love Jesus, you're a saint. If you're white and you love Jesus, you're a saint. We don't have a skin problem. We have a sin problem. And, that's the, that we have, and, the, and the church has not addressed this issue. We're trying to blame it on the Mexicans did this or the white folks did that. Listen, that's, that, that's as bogus, as goofy as it can be. But naturally, what do you expect from a sinner? They're ignorant and dumb as rocks anyway. They don't have any sins. So, so we're hearing stuff and, and people trying to fix a problem. You can't fix anybody until they get born again. They got to receive Jesus because you're not going to change, changing, uh, putting a, a cow patty in a gold bag doesn't change. It's a cow patty. I'm trying to, I was going to use another word, but I know we're in church. I don't use that word. The, 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 the package doesn't change what it is. So Jesus came to fix the problem. Once the problem is fixed, now we can start working on the rest of the problem. Now let's go back to this because I want you to see this. Um, Philippians 1.6, please go over there. And there's another scripture. I want you to learn this. I, I, want you, I want you to know that you know that you know this. If you're a young Christian, a baby Christian, I'm fixing to set you free. You You've, you've, yeah, you got to know this. Philemon, uh, I said Philippians, didn't I? Um, Philemon 1 6, my bad. Um, it says that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledging of every good thing in you in Christ. When you get born again, you have to stop relating to the old man. Don't, don't, if you were, uh, 
a drug addict, you're not now. Paul said, I've never harmed anybody. How in the world can Paul, after he helped stone Stephen, say, I've never hurt anybody? Because he's not that guy. You know, my sister said this one time, Nancy, and, and, I, and, and, it, and they're making a joke with me, but it's, it's, not, it's not a joke. Well, they, every time we get around, they always talk about the time I'd burn Nancy at the stake. Wrapped her in a tree, and we were playing Cowboys and Indians. She's the Indian, I'm the Cowboys, so I set a fire. And it wasn't a big fire. It was a little fire. It was a manly pine straw. And it didn't hurt, burn her too much. But, but nonetheless, it wasn't that big a deal. But every time we get together, they always bring up when I burn Nancy at stake. And I said, I've never burned anybody at stake. And they all argue me, yes, you did. You burned Nancy at stake. I said, that's the old man. And they say, oh, you know what I'm talking about. You did too. I did not. I'm a new creation. All the old things passed away. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do it. I'm saying that because you've got to learn how to talk to the devil. You, you, he's bringing up your past. That, that isn't even you. You're not even a sinner. You can't even produce sin. You can yield to it, but you're not a sinner by nature. So I got this little thing. I took it off of Justin's wall. I got one in my house. Uh, I had it upside down. That's why you guys couldn't read it. It's a big deal to know who God said you are as a spirit. Now, I said, by the acknowledging of every good thing in you in Christ, you must acknowledge what Jesus did in you. That's your foundation. No foundation, not good life. You're not ever going to have a good life. And I'm going to show you why that is in a minute. So we've got people out there like Dwayne Sheriff and Andrew Walmack and Kenneth Hagin and E.W. Kenyon, and they've done a great study on teaching you who you are in him, in Christ. If any man is in Christ, he's a new. If, you know, I'm complete in him. Now, all the, now you're a triune person. You are not completely saved. I know that messes your head up, but I'm trying to shock you. You're only a third saved. You got two thirds left to go. Right. All right. Now, now, now that's, that's why you got to go to church, get a Bible and start growing in God. Now, listen to this. This is a, this is a poster of who you are. I am alive with Christ. Yes. I'm free from the law of sin and death. I am far from oppression. I'm not a body. Right. I'm not talking about my body. Right. Quit identifying with your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, I don't feel good. Shut up. The devil come along and go, yeah, yeah, you know, you know what you're really like. Uh-huh. No, I know what I'm really like. I'm not, no. I had a demon. I was cast, I cast a demon out of a girl one time. And, uh, oh, she was, she was bad. Um, she, she murdered a guy. Uh, she's a prostitute, drug addict. And she's just bad girl. And so I went over to pray for her, and a man spoke to me out of her mouth. I will kill. Well, we... We will kill you. I said, I don't die. I'm not talking to the devil in the natural. I don't die. I have eternal life. I am, I am Christ. Shut up and come out of her in the name of Jesus. 
Now, now that messes people's heads up, but I'm talking about me as a spirit man. I'm dealing with a spirit to spirit. I'm not talking to him out of my soul, I'm not talking to him out of, out of my intellect. I'm talking, I'm a spirit. Now, I have trained myself to see myself that way. And you'll stay intimidated until you change. You'll be, you'll be subject to the, all kinds of junk. I'm free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from oppression. Fear has not, I, I can't even produce it. You can't produce fear. You need to learn to go, God didn't give me a spirit of fear. I can't even produce fear. I'm a spirit. I can't, I am a spirit. I can't even produce fear. So quit running around going, I'm afraid. You are not afraid. You might have a spirit of fear come on you, but it ain't you. Hush. Learn to identify and talk from a spirit. You're a spirit. When you go to heaven, you're going as a spirit, your body, God don't want it there. Giving you all kind of trouble here. That's why he's letting it deteriorate. Don't shout me down. I'm born of God. The evil one does not touch me. I am holy and without blame before him in love. I am God's child. I'm born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. I am God's workmanship created in Christ to do good works. I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm a believer and the light of the gospel shines in my mind. I'm a doer of the word of God. I'm blessed in my actions. I'm a joint heir with Christ. I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb uh, and the word of my testimony. I am a partaker of his divine nature. I am an ambassador for Christ. I am part of the chosen generation. I'm a holy priesthood. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm forgiven. I'm redeemed. Do you understand? Okay. Now you, you'll never do this until you make yourself do it. And I'm going to show you that in a minute. That's, that's part of renewing your mind. You, you've got to get in your Bible which is a mirror of you. Of you. Right. you understand? It's the only book that you will ever look in and see you. Jesus, as a human, found himself in Scripture. He didn't have Gabriel come down and go, Hey, little boy, we need to have a little talk. We need to talk about who you are. Well, you, well, okay, now let's start. You're the son of God, and I'm your mother Mary. And, and he's sitting there going, hey, gee, gee, he didn't do all that. <laughs> Jesus, when he opened up the word as a man, found himself. You'll never find out who you are. You'll never know who you are apart from this. And you've got to meditate on it because the devil, remember when the devil came to Jesus, he said, if you're the son of God, really? When's the last time you heard, ah, if you were really a Christian? Come on, you hear stuff in your head. We talked about that Sunday. You've got to be able to confront that. And you're, you're listen, you, when you're in a battle, fight the good fight of faith, you're, you're going to be in one way more than you think you are. You're going to have to fight all your battles from victory. All right, now listen to what I just said, because I just hair-lipped the vast majority of Christians in America. I just blew them off. I just plowed their field. Oh, God, come down like a mighty wind. Honey, he's in you. Where is he going to come from to? 
I'm shouting me down because I'm preaching real good. Oh, God, you know what? We're just praying in here tonight and asking you for a move of God. Well, until he can get you to move, he ain't moving at all. I mean, if, if you ain't moving, he ain't moving. You want God to move, jump and run. Okay. So we're praying as though we're down here and he's up there and we need an answer to our prayer from heaven above and come down, God, and answer our prayers. And you, you go to prayer meetings and this goes on all the time. They're praying, for, they're sick. Praying for healing, they're, they're, they're backslidden, and praying for revival. They're broke, uh, praying for money. And all that's nonsense. I, I, know, I know you're looking to be like, this is crazy. No, it's not. This is, this is the word. This is, this, is what, this is what Jesus said. You've got to get in your Bible. Paul, the, now here's a new word for you. It's called Pauline revelation. Jesus said before he left, he said, I've got a lot of stuff I want to talk to y'all about. Now, I want you to understand something. He, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're sinners, they're not born again. They don't have any life in them. They're a dead. Peter was a dead sinner. Amen. Oh, we have, you know, you, man, you know, Peter said this. Well, sure, Peter said that. He was a heathen. All the people Jesus healed were all heathen. So Jesus says, when the Spirit comes, and my God, he needs to come, because he's going to show you everything that I did for you. What he did behind the cross was way more important than what we saw. You saw him die. You saw the nails. You saw him disappear into a tomb. And then three days later, you see him walking around. And that's pretty much all the body of Christ has any idea about. What happened to him after he died? When did he die? I want you to think about this. Him who knew no sin became it. When did he become sin? When he cried on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Spirit of God left him. His spirit man died. Just, just as spiritually dead as Adam was. And his resurrection had to be when his spirit was made alive. But he couldn't be made alive until he had paid the price. And his resurrection became yours because now you and him are one person. So his resurrection and your resurrection, same thing. The only way God could raise you from the dead was have a substitute man. Yes. And raise him from the dead and put you in him. So a lot of the church has that... You say that Jesus died spiritually, you'll have, you'll have Christians puking in the pews. He's Jesus, sweet Jesus. He was God. He could not have died spiritually. Oh, no, no, he couldn't have. Sweet Jesus. Well, he couldn't be tempted. So now he's a part of a lie. 
Because it says he was tempted. If you're God, God can't be tempted. How did Jesus get tempted if Jesus is God? Because he left his deity behind and became 100% man. That's why the name Jesus is powerful. Not Christ. His name's not Christ. All right. Having said that, I don't know how God all, got off on all that. All right. You're a spirit. And until you find you in the Bible, only way you'll ever know you is the mirror of the word of God. I am his workmanship. He made me. And he don't make no junk. Now, the only place, my, my relatives never told me that. Ain't nobody in a church ever told me that. I found that in that book. I opened it up one day and went, oh, that's heresy. How could I say I'm righteous? How can I say I'm complete? My God has said I'm perfect. Oh, that's blasphemy. Because I'm thinking soul and body. And I'm thinking, I ain't perfect. No, Lord, have mercy. I ain't perfect. But I didn't know I'm a spirit. So if, you're, if it's okay for you to go to heaven, why is it not okay for you to have heaven now? I mean, if the blood could get you to heaven, do you think the blood could get you heaven here? When does eternal life begin? Not when you die, darling. It's when you receive Jesus. You'll never die. You have, you have eternal life now. And you already are. Oh, boy. I, I want to I say this. I just got to say this. We can rule and reign now just like the millennial reign. The church has never got that. We're, he's the king of kings. What is the king he's the king of? We're kings. We're kings and priests unto God. But we've never been taught to even think like this. That's, that's why Jesus said to Paul, I've got a lot of stuff to talk to you about, but I'm unable. But when the Spirit comes, why? Because until you're born again, you don't have the capacity to even understand it. He had to get you born again and then put the teacher, the Holy Ghost, in you so you could go, oh, I could have had a V8. I never knew that before. And, and see, that's what happened to you when you got born again. You walked in, you received Jesus, and you went, whoa, who turned the lights on? Now... That's who you are in Christ. Now, let's see. The new birth is, a, is instant. Righteousness is instant. And all of it was paid for by the blood of Jesus. The new birth was everything you could not do yourself. Right. Romans chapter 12. But... Everything that you can do, he left it to you. Boy, now that messes people up right there. Because they say, well, last week you told us I'm perfect. And this week you tell me I got to change. You're just confusing me. Well, last week I'm calling you a spirit. And this week I'm talking about your soul. Because you still are a triune being. You are a spirit. You still have a soul. And for the most part, it's not saved. 
just because you've been in church and read a little Bible here and there does not mean your soul is totally saved. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Come on. This is what, and, and we got Christians right now that, well, Jesus did it all in your spirit. Yeah, baby. But there's a lot of you that still messed up. And we're tired of listening to you and looking at your ugly face. Coming in here week after week, acting like some heathen from hell. We'll love you, but my God, after a while, we're going to straighten you up. No, okay. I didn't say all Take all that off the tape. Um, because there's so many Christians don't understand that the church was not put in the earth to become an evangelistic organization. It was sent to churches to do evangelizing, but God gave you pastors to mature you. I'm not supposed to be attracting sinners in here. That's your job. You go out, sheep make sheep. It's illegal for shepherds to make sheep. It's immoral. Bring that to you here. No, I'm here. <laughs> so that's why our motto is we grow Christians. That's my job. Grow you up. Amen. Romans 12.1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, and we'll get back to this one in a minute, you present your body a living sacrifice, hope acceptable God with your reasonable servant, and do not be conformed or pressed into the world, but be transformed or changed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind and your will and your emotions are your soul. Now, your brain is not your mind. Psychology doesn't know that either. I, listen, give all your money back to the college and just come in here. I ain't going to charge you anything to teach you this. Are you all getting this? In the rich man was in hell, Abraham said, do you remember? Where is his brain? In a box, in a pine box, in a tomb, up someplace about... Top of the earth, that noodle, that white noodle is not your mind. Your brain trains your mind. That is why you had to do things in school over and 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 over. And then one day you went, oh, I think I got it. So I'm going to preach some messages over and over and over and over. And you're going to go on one day and go, Woo! I'm going to go, glory to God, let's come over here now. You know. <laughs> but that's true. So the renewing of the mind is not learning scripture with your brain. Don't, don't, the only way to renew your mind is to act on the scripture. If you don't act on it, you won't know it. Okay, I'm going I'm to I'm prove it to you. Let's say we have two Christians come in here tonight, sit down here. One of them speaks in tongues, one of them does not. You come up and you say, what do you think about tongues? They're going to try to figure it out with their head and give you some scriptures, and they're going to jumble it up like spaghetti, and they won't have a clue what they're talking about. Then you're going to sit and talk to a person who does speak in tongues, 
And they're not, they're going to quote scriptures, but they're going to go back to the day they got filled. Because that's when Acts 2-4 became real, was when they went, you went, oh, that makes sense. Because you acted on the scripture and got your mind renewed to it by doing it. Whatever scriptures you're not doing, you don't know that. This is why there's a process going on in you that's going on every day, every week, every month, every year. It's why you have had times when you've read a scripture and then one day you went, I've read that scripture a hundred times and I never saw that. You went from first grade to second, you went to second to third, with the third thought you were okay, cool. Then you went to fourth and bad now. Then you got in junior high, you're something. Then you got to high school, you're a stud. Then you got out of high school and went, I don't have a clue. All right. <laughs> Because mind renewal is a process. You don't have your mind renewed because you sit here and listen to me. I heard them tapes 25 times. Well, we'd love to see when you're going to start doing something about that. I've been reading Mark Hankins' book on love. I want to announce to y'all, I'm not there yet. <laughs> now, I understand the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. I understand who I am in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. I'm fighting from victory. But love is patient. Woo! Kind. Woo! Hardly notices when others do it wrong. Woo! All right. Let's stop right there. Let's try that one more time. You understand? <laughs> I'm doing a better job than y'all. Amen. It's just... Do y'all understand? That's, that's why when you come into church and, and you realize you're hearing things and then you go, wait a minute, you go back to that tape series, you need to hear that again. Read that book again. Don't just pick up your Bible. Don't be afraid to, oh, I read that last month. You, there's scriptures I read every day. Cast all your cares on the Lord for he cares for you. I'm still working on that. Be anxious for nothing. I'm still working on that. But I'm, but I'm better than I used to be. Boy, have I come a long ways, baby, and I don't even smoke Virginia Slims. I'm sorry, I get in these moods and y'all make me do it. All right. Ephesians 4. And, and, I, and now I got to say something else. I got to say this. I got to say something else. I don't give a rip if you went to Bible school. Shut up. You sat in a class and heard somebody give you some theories, and you are a hot dog. <laughs> Did you know you haven't proven anything that you heard? It, you don't know that. Oh, and I'm going to prove it to you. What would you do if I said, I know everything about having babies? All the women are going... I read the book. <laughs> How many of you think that you can't know about babies because you read a book? You can't know nothing because you read a book. I'm doing good. 
You got to go out and prove that scripture. You got to take this book and start putting it in your life. I had uh, one man, and there's a, people that know who I'm talking about, and, I'm, and I won't say his name to embarrass him. But, but one Sunday, he met me out shaking my hand on the way out, and he was, he was not mad, but he was... And I'm up here just preaching my heart out, and he said... How long did you work on that sermon? I said, you mean the one I just preached? He said, yes. I said, that one, 40 years. And he said, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, How long did you work on that sermon? I said, 40 years. He said, no, no, no. I looked at him, I said, no, no, no. I said, here's your problem. You think I'm preaching out of my Bible. I'm not. I'm preaching out of my life. I took that book, put it in my life, worked it out, and now I preach it. If you don't know it, shut up. I don't go get books off the shelf and preach them. I may use them as reference, but I've already worked that out. All right, are y'all getting that? Okay, 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 okay. And, And you know what? You can tell when they read a book. This is not tongues. I have been in churches where I had to wake up. How long are we going to? I had a preacher made a statement one time, and he said, I don't believe any preacher should preach over 30 minutes. He said, I don't believe that I should preach over 30 minutes. And I said, Amen. That's the one thing he said right all night long. You need to shut up. God Almighty, you are dumb as a rock. Just because you read a book don't mean you know anything. Now, anyway, back to having babies. Lisa's having Justin, and she's talking to me. And I said, I read the book, and she got, she said something I won't tell you. She did it in love. Didn't care what book you read. <laughs> and she was nice to me after that, you know, but I have to understand she does know a little more than me about it. Actually, she knows a lot more about it than, than me about it. I ain't never had no baby. And honestly, I don't really want one. I don't want to have a baby. I can't even imagine walking around with, with that belly hanging. It's bad enough I got one and ain't nothing in there, but ain't no baby in there. It's just me, you know. But I've been out running every morning. Me and Belly are saying bye-bye, Belly. All right. Uh, <laughs> Ephesians 4. I don't know how I got off on all that. I hope I get dinner when I get home tonight. Okay, Ephesians 4:17. But I say, therefore, I testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. There's holiness in the futility of their mind. You're not supposed to act like them. Having their understanding, that's their, that's their mind, not their, not their brain. Their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance in them, because of the blindness of their heart, not their head, their heart. Who being past feelings have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness, greediness. You have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and been taught by him as truth is in Jesus, that you put off 
concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust. How do you do that? Because you still think like a sinner. You're not. See, you have to understand, Satan goes, well, who do you think you are? Well, I'm no sinner. See, you got to deal with this guy. But yet your life, there's things you're doing and the Spirit of God is dealing with you in your heart. And you need to start working on getting the scriptures out and acting on it and getting that worked into your soul. The more you're doing it, the more that becomes a part of your soul salvation. Your soul is being saved. So it, many of you, if I went through the room right now and I'd say, how many of you have grown in God since you first came? Everybody in the room go, oh my God, yes. Because you're hearing the word, you're, you're, you didn't go home and God didn't lo- unload everything you're doing wrong on you. Thank you for mercy. That's why you don't need to unload on people either. Don't you become a little Pharisee. People walk in them doors and act like they just, they just stepped out of a bar. They might have. Little mercy here. Be kind with them. Let them grow up. You'd, you know, it, it, we're talking about with me, how long has it been? 40-something years? And I'm still working on stuff. I mean, I mean, God has got like right now on me, like there, change that. Now, I don't preach my convictions because what he's telling me may bury you. You may not be there. I just leave you alone. You know, whatever you, you know, wherever you are in God, you know where you are. But, but, but there's some of us in here been, been saved a while. Really, there's a little more expected out of us. Am I, can I get an amen? All right. All right, let's look at the rest of this. Put off concerning your former conduct, the old man. He's not talking about the old man and the spirit man, but, but the old man trained your soul. Your old sin and self trained you, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your what? Your mind, soul, salvation. Be changed outwardly by the renewing of your mind. Now, there's a lot of things. Now, hold on to your hat. They're not going to change because you get in a prayer line. Well, I'm having this problem, and I just want you to pray for me. You've been having that problem for three or four years. Now, you know what? You need to do some praying for you. you need to, we'll pray for you and lay hands on you, but go sit down and get your Bible out, and you, you deal with that. You deal with that. You, you have chosen to do it. It's a choice, and God is telling you, stop it. And now you've got to make a choice. Me laying hands on you, falling out in the power, has nothing to do with the wrong choices you're making. I'm broke. Well, quit spending all your money on stupid stuff. Wow. I mean, it's amazing to me that people come in here and can't pay their rent, and you ought to see their phone. Made one of their phone, then I paid for my truck. I mean, my God. 
It's got more bells and whistles on it, and, and you don't have time to read the Bible. My God, I've seen your Facebook page. You're on it everywhere. You got time, but you're making wrong choices. And I don't want to pay for your wrong choices. I want you to pay for them. If you go under, be blessed. I know that sounds bad. I mean, it just... <laughs> Now, if you're a baby Christian, you know, a little baby in the... Ma he, can't, he can't get anything to eat. He can't get to the bathroom. Help the guy. Someone just got saved. Help him. Dear Lord, get in there and help him out. But if you're 15 years old and you're wearing diapers, shame on you. You know, one of the things that really messed up this generation was pampers. When you wear a cloth diaper and it makes rash on your butt... You'll quit messing your pants up. You're walking around as a kid and going, whoa, oh, 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 and mama goes, I told you to quit. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, our kids were all potty trained early. We put the real diaper on that little dude. Never mind, I don't know how I got off on all that. Maybe God is leaving you in that a little bit. You messed it up. He has let you stay in your mess a while. You'll quit. <laughs> Woo, it's amazing what you say when the Holy Ghost is here. <laughs> say amen anyway or oh me, say something. <laughs> Galatians 6, how am I doing for time? Oh my God, I got... I got plenty of time. Galatians 6. Come on, say it's true. Come on, y'all know it's true. It's not unmerciful to look at some people and go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. I imagine you are in a mess. Yeah, amen. Bless him, Jesus. He said he'll never leave you. He'll help you. I disobeyed God one time, and he let me, he left me in that mess for a couple of years. Finally, he came and says, you want help? And I went, yes, sir. You going to get like that again? No, sir. No, I mean, I thought, man, you are one patient dude. I thought he'd help me at least the next week. It was a year or two. I'm like, wow, I'd hate to really tick you off. I don't believe I said that. Anyway, Galatians chapter 6. 6. Let whom is taught in the Lord share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, that he reaps. If you want your life to change, you're going to have to get your mind renewed. I was going to say something. I'm going to wait for another Sunday. i got to do. He, talking about Christians, who sows to his flesh will of your flesh reap corruption. It's not God doing it. You're praying for a crop failure and you're sowing seed. But he who sows to the spirit, your spirit man, not the Holy Spirit, 
will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not grow weary, and we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Let me tell you something. When there's things, you're causing it. So after a while, and this is the way God works, when a baby is born, that baby does not have to make a house payment. He don't have to make a crib payment. He don't even have to get his own milk. I mean, mama does everything for him. And there comes a day when she sets him down and makes him walk. And I've been in grocery stores where some woman is walking around with an 80-pound kid on her hip. And I'm going, put that boy down on the ground. Children problems are easy to fix. Take them out back, smack the fire out of them. And say, if you do it again, I'm going to smack you again. And if they threaten lawsuits, send them to their grandparents for a month or two. <laughs> Ashley told me one time, she says, you hit me, I'll call the HRS. I said, here's the phone. I'll, I'll dial the number for you, honey. But after you said that, I'm going to whip you twice. <laughs> but you know, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you, sweetie. They're going to put you in a home. Ain't nobody going to buy you no birthday present. Ain't nobody going to buy you nothing. Ain't nobody going to care about you. You're going to be a little orphan girl. So you, here's the phone. You just... No, Dad, whip me. Thank you. Come on, let's go to the room. <laughs> threaten me. And, and, and if they threaten you with, with the cell phone, it, it's yours. Take it away from them. Dear Lord. You know, some people ought to take their home away from their kids. Walked in a house one time and a woman had four kids and four different meals. Uh-uh. We fix one thing and you eat it or you starve to death. Huh? We, we made you, we'll make some more. <laughs> I mean, I've got all this tonight. This is children night for some reason. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not. It says, be transformed outwardly by the renewing of your mind. There's a lot of things that are not going to change. Now, now I, I, was on a, I was on a rant, and I, now I know where I was. I forgot where I was. By the time you get five, the rules are different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get 10, the rules are different. And so when you get 18, the rules are real different. God is no different. That is why it appears to some of you, he left you. He didn't leave you. He is not treating you the same now as he did five, ten years ago. I used to just get my healing without any faith. I know you got milk with no faith either. But I'm going to tell you something right now. You're going to get your Bible on. You're going to renew your mind or you're going to stay sick and die early. You're going you're to learn to walk this out or you're going to eat it. That sounds hard and harsh. It's not. That's why people walk out and go, this don't work. Oh, it's working. You can't stay a baby. You're making choices. You might want to change some choices. You ready? I want to read another scripture to you. I've got seven minutes, 27 seconds. I don't really. I made that up. Um, Where's Deuteronomy? I didn't even write Deuteronomy in here. Uh, 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 uh. Well, in Deuteronomy, it makes a state. Yeah, Deuteronomy 30, 15. Go over there. I want, you, I want, you to, I want to read this. 
We won't even get to flesh tonight. But I think you guys got that part down. I think you got that flesh stuff. Your flesh is not saved. And it never will be. It's not bad. Your flesh is not evil. But it's selfish. When you're throwing fits, pouting, didn't get your way. It's just you're being a big carnal baby. And you need to grow up. And when you first get saved and, and you come in church pouting, we'll all feel sorry for you and pet you on the back and love on you and hug on you. But, but next year, we're not going to do that. Where is the book of Deuteronomy? Is that Old Testament? I'm teasing. <laughs> y'all bit that so fast. I wish y'all were a fish. What happened to me? What happened? That's what I get for staying home praying the Holy Ghost all day. Look at this, Deuteronomy 30, mm, 15. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. In that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you'll live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land in which you go to possess it. But if your heart turns away so you don't hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you will surely perish and uh, you shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over to Jordan to go. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Choose life. Folks, we've got choices we have to make. Whether or not you are victorious is a choice. It's not your spouse. Tiffany, next week, I want you on the front row. You need this bad. It's not your circumstance. This was one of the hardest things for me to get because I was always complaining about the circumstances is why I was not doing well. And it hit me. If that's all it takes to knock me off my saddle, Satan's going to give me bad circumstances all the time. I've got to get to where I have victory no matter what's going on. If you believe God, if God is for me, who could be against me? I'm looking at the problem. I'm not looking at the word. So, So I was allowing circumstances to rule me, which makes me carnal. People were, people's attitudes were ruling me. That means I'm not in control. I had to choose. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute, cowboy. You're not running my life. I guess God send these three people somewhere else. They're killing me. Well, then six would come because I'm sowing three bad people and I'm reaping abundant harvest. Come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I had to finally get to the place where I realized, wait a minute. This, this attitude is a choice. My not knowing is a choice. My being carnal is a choice. I got one more scripture. Go to, um, mm, mm, mm. I know it's first, I don't know where it is on my paper, but I know where it is in my Bible. First Corinthians. Is this helping? Remember I told you when we started, I said, "This, this will set you free. You have to fight every battle from the spirit man you got to walk in the spirit. I'm a new creation. I'm alive with the life and nature of God. I'm not a sinner. And you're going to fight from that. 
And you're going to have to fight from that if you want. Because if you start trying to become, there's no faith in that. See, you're saved by grace through faith. Jesus died to give it to you, but you will never have any of it until you mix faith with it. Never. Never. Even if we pray for you and you get it, you'll probably lose it until, because you've got to learn to walk by faith. That's why handing people money on the side of the road is, it's a temporary fix, folks. They've got to get a job. 1 Corinthians 2. Let's read 14. I think I got that written down. Yeah, 2.10. I said 2.10. Let's start up 10. God has revealed them through his, through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. What man knows the things of a man except the spirit of that man that's in him? Your spirit knows you. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who's from God, so that we would know the things freely given to us by God. The only way you'll know God is the Holy Ghost show them to you. Other than that, you'll never know him. These things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, they're foolishness to him. How can you take $100, give 10 away, and, be, and, and, and have more money? Absolutely insane. But it's true. You're going to find out walking by faith is going to take faith. Because you're going to go, oh, that looks stupid. That just don't look smart to me. How many times have you ever heard people, when they, you start talking about praying in tongues, well, God already knows what you need. Yeah, yeah he does. But he told you to pray. Well, I don't know what to pray about. Shandai. Don't try to figure God out in your head. There is not enough room up there. I'm going to tell you a story real, real fast. I love this story. There was a guy that went to heaven, and, and it was, God was showing him, the angel was showing him around. And he took him to this, this building. It was this huge building. And in it was a library on God. All the books in there so you can know anything you want to know about God. And he walked in there and there's a man sitting there at the table reading a book. And he goes, oh, this is going to be so much awesome fun. When I get to heaven, I'm coming in here. And he says, how long have you been in here? He says, I've been in here a thousand years. He said, how many books you read? He said, no, I'm still on the first one. He said, how many pages? He said, I'm still on the first page. Don't think you know it all. I know this. Yeah, bless your heart. <laughs> I'm going to quit in a minute and go home. This, some of y'all are going to be going, what was he doing? What was he, what was he eating tonight? Verse 15. But he who's spiritual, say me, judges all things, and he himself rightly judged by no one. Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? We have the mind of Christ. The Holy Ghost puts... God's mind in your spirit. That's why you got to pray it out. It ain't in your head. It ain't up here. Right. Chapter 3, verse 1. I, brethren, I wished I could talk to you like you're spiritual, but I have not been able to. Because you're carnal and you're babies. Do you understand? There's sometimes you come to church, you're talking to people. You got to really get, we got to get down here. A Dick Jane Sally. Yeah, but I know all that. Dick saw Jane. Jane saw Dick. Sally saw Spot. Spot chased Sally. Read it. Okay. It, it, because you're, 
you're talking over people's heads. They're baby Christians. And they've been in church all their life, and they come in here, and they're like, whoa, dude. Amen. All right. The only way you're going to grow up is, is, to, is for, to renew your mind. Now, let's, let's read this. I couldn't speak to you as spiritual people, but carnal as babes in Christ. I fed you milk and not with solid food. What do you think who's preaching on holiness is? You want to watch babies squirm? You walk up to a five-year-old and say, we're going to talk about income tax. <laughs> and that kid goes, I'm only five. I got to tell y'all, I had to learn this because sometimes I'd get up here in this pulpit and I'd just start preaching stuff and people going, oh. house payments, I'm only five. <laughs> I had to go home and go, God, what's wrong with them? Well, they're babies. <laughs> going, you want me to bring milk? He goes, that's right. And sometimes I like getting over the meat, but I can't do it long. You look around this church and I start preaching meat. It's like a weed eater came in here and just start thinning people out. They're like, we're going to the other church. But you got to have some meat sometimes. I mean, sometimes you really have to have, maybe I need to burger it, but we need some steak. Some of what I'm teaching tonight is meaty. It is. And I do this on Wednesday on purpose because I figure, well, if they want to know, I'll teach them. Now, what I said tonight, this is the average Christian doesn't know anything I said. They've never heard any of this ever in their entire life. They love Jesus and they live defeated. And you and I need to have mercy on them. Don't walk out of here and go, wow, we go to a really deep church. Don't do that. That's pride. We are a deep church. And I'm deep. And I still think I don't know much. I still look at the Bible and go, God, there's so much I don't know. Study all the time. Amen. How many of y'all learned anything? Do you understand the process that God has got you in right now? Now, one thing, never leave, never leave the in who you are in Christ. You will, you will feed on it all your life. You know, these scriptures like this, I have them and I read them. I, I try to read them out loud every day. I still do that I've, because I have no reference of who I am but this. Right. Nothing in the natural is helping me. This is the only thing that's feeding my, me and going, listen, I am his workmanship. Yes. He, is, he, he is, you know, let me, let me read something to you real quick. Let me read something to you. I'm going to close with this. I really am, I promise. My fifth closing, but I promise you it's my last. Um, for I am his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. I've been making that confession lately. For good works. For good works. He who began a good work in me will complete it. For good works. In other words, I'm, I'm, I'm renewing my mind to the fact that I'm not having to strive to make something happen. God is doing this inside of me. There's good works are going on. But I wouldn't know that if I didn't have a Bible. I would, I would get, see, it's easy for me to get back into works. Have y'all ever done that? You're just start, you get on a, like a hamster. Yet, 
you got to walk in the spirit to please God. You're obeying God, but you're not trying to become. You're fighting all battles from victory, but you're still in a fight. I know that sounds an oxymoron, isn't it? Okay. Having said all of that, I think I'm out of time, four minutes over. Did y'all learn anything? Yeah. Boy, I wish I'd known this when I got saved. Because the Bible was so confusing. One time it's telling me to straighten up. The other time it's telling me I'm okay. I'm going to read this one. I'm okay. This one says I'm going to hell. This one says I'm going to heaven. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> this one says repent you. Sorry, good for nothing. Lazy, low down, lukewarm Christian. This one says I love you with an everlasting love. And I'm going, oh, you are more confused than me, God. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like it to you? You're like, all right, help me, Jesus. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to get up here and share the word of God. I pray, Father, that what we share tonight, you said the truth would make us free. And, and I pray that people walk out of here tonight and realize they're not becoming anything. They already have arrived. They're to fight all their battles from victory. They are righteous. They are complete. They are. They are. They are. But Father, our soul has to get renewed if our flesh and, and all of us is going to work our salvation out and victory becomes ours. And I pray that we leave tonight with an understanding of what you're doing in us. And the devil's con condemnation has to stop because he has no right because everything Jesus did, he finished it and he's finished and we're complete. But the other side of it, we're, it's not a matter of trying to please you to gain. We're just becoming more like Jesus every day. Just like a child raising up in a family. And we leave tonight knowing and understanding this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.